What's going on, guys? Again, tonight, we at Straight Talk with PGR. We got Coach Morgan on from the head coach at Edward Waters University. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well in yourself. I want to say thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. We appreciate you for getting on. Uh, so, Coach, there's a little game we play. You know, we, we usually – our host, Coach Kev, just Kev, he couldn't make it tonight. Um, coach Davis, unfortunately, got COVID tonight. Um, but it's a little game we play uh, called uh, "You Don't Know Me Like That." So I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna ask Coach, I'm gonna ask Coach Junior some questions, all right? And he gonna give me some answers. And you, if he get it right, you know, you are gonna say you think you know me. If he get it wrong, you are gonna tell him that you don't know me like that. All <laughs> right, Junior, you ready? <laughs> you ready, Junior? I'm ready. You ready? All right, all right. So, Junior. Coach Morgan attended which college? Tennessee Tech, Tennessee State, or University of Tennessee? I would say Tennessee Tech. <laughs> you don't know me like that. <laughs> <laughs> so where'd you go, Coach? Which school did you go to? I, I went to the Tennessee State University. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so you're pretty proud about the the new head coach they got over there, huh? I'm glad. It looks like they got things going in the right direction. Got um, some good energy going. So everybody's excited uh, for this upcoming season. We're excited about it. Go Big Blue. Let's get it done. Right. Who's right. the coach there now? Junior, Junior, you got you got. I'm sorry. Who's the coach? Uh, coach Eddie George. He said, who's the coach? Uh, coach Eddie George. Okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got some good things going, man. ABCUs everywhere. Everett Waters from D2 on up. Even uh, NAI. Um, mm -hmm. There's got some good stuff happening in uh, HBCU world. So... So, Junior, the next question is, Coach Morgan earned a degree in business, communications, or sports therapy? Ooh. I would say, <laughs> I would say communication. Man, you think you know me, don't you? <laughs> 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 Communications, huh? Definitely. What made you dig into that, Coach? Hey, man, just the um, words just, Coach said, man, just by the way he speaks, man. So. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> what made you get into communications, Coach? Oh, well, I always had a, a passion for uh, radio and television, and, uh, you know, I still do. You know, at some point, I would I would love to uh, do some commentating. So um, it was just something that's just always been with me. I went to a high school to where I was able to get uh, exposure with television broadcasting, radio broadcasting, and then um, just kind of carried that over uh, to majoring in college. So just learning all aspects of it in front of the camera, behind the camera, in front of the mic, behind the mic. Um, and then just actually 
um, you know, communications is, is important. You know, there's not a discipline in life. There's not um, an industry in life where communication is not an, an important entity. So um, just thought it would be a great skill set to help develop me as a man. And um, on top of it, it, it is a passion. Right, right. So, so does it make you proud when some of your players say, Cole, I'm going to get into communication? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Junior, all right, Coach, Coach Morgan played linebacker, tailback, or wide out? Linebacker. <laughs> man, I keep telling you, you don't know me like that, man. <laughs> believe, believe it or not, at one point in life, I was 190 pounds, and I played wide receiver. <laughs> wow. Wide receiver. <laughs> so you, you caught those passes across the middle. Yeah, you know, we, we, we had some guys that were some legit 4-2, 4-3 guys. And when I say I'm not talking about that was their time, this was recorded time, world has speed. So uh, I was the guy that had to come in and do the dirty work. <laughs> right. Right, I got you. <laughs> All right, Junior. You ain't you, you one for two right now. You ain't doing too hot. <laughs> All right, so uh, Coach Morgan's college team holds the record for the most regular season wins in a row at 21, 27, or 19. 21, 27, or 19? Yeah. 21. Man, you don't know me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, from from the second week of 1998 all the way through uh, 2000, we didn't lose a game. We won 27 straight. Ooh. Oh, wow. We actually had wow. the um, longest winning streak in the country active at that at that particular time. And um, we <laughs> we um, you know it, it was it was a good run. Uh, learned learned a lot from you know that that particular span. There, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. Streaks are overrated. Right. <laughs> Streaks are overrated. <laughs> hey, that's true. There's, there's some teams that have a good streak, and then they get to the, the game to count, and yeah. hey, they blow it. And, and and that was that was that was us. I mean, we 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 um we we ran that streak, and then uh, we were ranked number one in the country. Um, then we got to the first round of the playoffs and lost. Um, and just because you know it 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 doesn't mean to and. You know, you, we had a phenomenal head coach that did a good job of preparing us every week and keeping our heads focused. But no matter how much of a distraction you say that it's not, um, it, it does because eventually mm -hmm. you know it's coming to an end because you're getting the best of everybody um, every week. So you, you you make the best of it and you, you do what you can with it. But, um, you know, eventually, you know, all good things must come to an end at some point. So that was that was our story in HBCU and actually college football history because uh, we were the first HBCU at that particular time uh, to be ranked number one, not just in HBCU polls, but the, um, at that point it was one double A, 
uh, before it became FCS or what would be FCS right now. We were uh, for seven weeks in a row uh, the number one team in the country. Oh wow! Yeah. So have you ever a quick question on that, Coach? As a coach. Have you ever gotten to a point where if a streak a streak is going that long, do you ever get to the point where you think about, hey, man, maybe we might need to try to lose this game. You don't ever want to coach your players to lose, but knowing that the playoff is coming up, would you rather, you know, go ahead and take that loss, get it out the system, letting everybody know, hey, we ain't that as good as you think we are. Let's go and get this loss out there and just move on to the playoff. I, I don't think you want to take the loss, but I think you can deal with it, um, you know, if it does happen. Uh, and then it becomes, you know, a, a a a formidable lesson that you can you can teach these guys because it hurts a lot much a lot more uh, when you get into the playoffs and then you 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 suffer that loss and then you ultimately don't uh, get a chance to play for the the the, the championship. Um, so I, I don't think that you you know you necessarily want it to happen, but if it does happen, uh, you got to understand why it happened and. Um, you know, learn from it and grow from it. Uh, one thing I will always say when it comes to streaks and things like that, uh, when it does come to an end, if you go back and look at uh, the film, there have been telltale signs weeks prior to that, you know, probably uh, got ignored because you were winning and the the ultimate details, uh, focus to the details that uh, you needed to put to it, you didn't because, you know, on all levels you got to win. So um, at, at that point, I would say we'll give you the opportunity to kind of uh, recalibrate, refocus, and, um, you know, get back at it and start a new streak. So I just think, uh, you know, it, 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 it has to have a lesson with it at the end. Right. Right. So, Junior, I got one more question for you, man. Then we're going we're gonna to start getting into this thing a little bit deeper. Uh so Coach Morgan's offense at Virginia Union average points per game were 19, 25, or 34. Don't do me like that, Junior. We can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Junior, unlike yourself. <laughs> Say it again, Junior. Hey, I said with a winning streak like that, man, it got to be at least 34 points or higher. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. <laughs> You you know me now. <laughs> you just try to go with the best one. You try to go with the one you thought sounded There's best. No way possible it, to go twenty seven street on well, one street, man. Not score at least over thirty or plus, man. Because I know it's but, tough, but this, man. As the games went on, at some point it was getting tough. But this this was when I was coaching, so this was this was a couple of years ago, about maybe yeah from, from when I was at Virginia Union. So I got there in 2014 through 18, I believe it was. So that was in that that little span there. Okay, had a good little offensive run there, moving that scoreboard, lighting it up a little bit. <laughs> I. Man, we like to do that just a little, just to open it up a little bit, man. Show people head coaches know how to have fun too, you know. Yeah, no, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> uh, so, so I mean, coach, tell, is, is there anything else you know that you know about yourself that you might want to put out there? You know, let let these guys know, let these parents know about you. Uh, yes, yeah, you know that. Um, you know, 
through through the opportunity of you know this ascension stage of of my coaching career uh where it's led me to now that I, I've had the opportunity uh or been I should say been blessed to have the opportunity to sit on both sides of the table as as a high school head coach as well as a, a college head coach a high school coordinator as well as a college coordinator so it's given me the opportunity to have gotten and seen and gained a lot of experience through the recruiting process um, dealing with uh, student athletes parents coaches from both sides of the table so uh, when I'm able to speak to young men uh, from a recruiting standpoint um, I'm able to come from a place of humility, a place of experience, a place of truth um, to help them be able to make an informed decision um, as for what's the next step, the next chapter of their lives. So um, I, I do, um, you know, always like to say um, that piece of it as well, because I think it just makes a, a, a better connection when you're talking with um, a high school coach, when you're talking with the parent, um, that you're not necessarily just talking at them or down to them you're talking to them uh from a place that we all can understand and uh, we've all been there so that that would be the one piece and you guys you guys in duval huh we're in duval jacksonville florida and an interesting (laughs) interesting tidbit uh, no i say an interesting tidbit i didn't know until i actually uh moved here i found out that Per square mile, Jacksonville is the biggest city in the United States. So that 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 was another aha moment that I oh, had wow. when I got when I got here. So um, you know, good 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 piece of information. Man, I I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Did you know that Junior Junior's from Miami? So Junior might have knew that. Sure, I absolutely didn't know that at all. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. This something new. Tonight. I don't learn something new tonight. I, I, I I'm telling you, you Miami, I, here, I would I was shocked to have yeah, to, definitely. to look it up and <laughs> <you're> right. <laughs> y'all Miami is think y'all the best at everything, man. Of course, coach. What you mean? <laughs> I'm good. Until, until we get caught doing it. Then we got to do it all over again. <laughs> so, so Coach, what's happening at Edward Waters this summer, man? You got some camps or anything you guys going to be at evaluating talent? Can you hear me, Coach? Coach Morgan. You can't hear me? Coach Morgan, can you hear me? He got a bad connection. Yeah, he got a bad connection. Coach, your connection. Your connection went out on this coach. I don't know what happened. Coach Morgan, you still there with us? It was good just a second ago. Yeah. Coach, can you hear us? 
Alright, you can't hear. Can't hear. We having some technical difficulties, people. Yeah, he he has like a quick delay. He got the real delay on his, his connection. Oh, does he? Yes, man. It's good to have Coach Morgan on with us tonight, man. It's great when these coaches, you know, not afraid to come in and you know talk to the people and let people know who they really are. You know that that's, those coaches, you know, those coaches are good coaches to, to play for. Those those are people you want your kids around because they not they not hiding anything. Yeah, especially you know having a coach like that man that you know he he majored in communication and being able to relate to the players and communicate the proper way and not degrade anybody and you know knowing how to approach kids and know what to say and what not to say you know when to say and when not to say it and so it's always good to have a coach like that man a guy that knows how to communicate with other people and. Just understanding where they come from and what to say and how to say things. Right. I'm, I'm texting him right now. Man, you can't predict technology, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm telling you. Jacksonville too big, man, for that play. For, for his <laughs> man, did you know Edward Waters was in Jacksonville? I didn't know that. I, that, that, I found out a few years ago when they were in NIA that they were in Jacksonville. And they were playing Southeastern University. And they recently just became D2. Huh. Man, shoot. I don't, I don't think I've been through Jacksonville one time. Uh, I didn't even know there was even a school located there. You know, so other than Florida. I mean, that's in Gainesville, though. That's in, that's in Jacksonville. But, shoot, I didn't even know they had even had a college there. Right, we trying to get we trying to get, coach is trying to get back on. He, he lost his connection. There you go. There we go. <laughs> All right, he back. Yeah, cause we were just talking a little bit about how how people a lot of people don't know that Edward Waters, you know, is in Jacksonville or that they even Division Two. Correct. Um, you know, actually coming up on one year ago, July the 1st, uh, we made the uh, transition from NAIA to NCAA Division II. Um, that was a very exciting time. Um, I had been there maybe a month, so within a month of being named the head coach, within the following month, uh, we now moved from NAIA to um, Division II. So it was very um exciting times at that at that particular time and uh it's been very well you know we've been there now uh for almost a full calendar year uh last year we played a full uh in siac conference ncaa division two schedule as we will again this uh this season so it's really exciting you know making the transition um you know we saw some of the um differences as far as the uh, caliber of young man um, the interest as far as recruiting uh, has had a very direct impact on um, our recruiting as far as getting our brand out there, being able to attract now um, student athletes from within the state, um, namely within this first coast area, 
um, all the way from a four year or uh, four hour radius uh, south of us, north of us, all the way down to South Florida. So um, it, that we have definitely seen a a, a direct uh, benefit from you know that transition as it relates to us uh, with recruiting. Right. Right. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you, um, you know, since you hit on that was, you know, do you guys benefit, do you guys benefit being right there on that border of Georgia and Florida and be, being able to, you know, go play both sides of the line and get to the, those guys? Absolutely. Uh, you know, they, they play some very, very good football, uh, definitely in South Georgia uh, and in this first coast area. So uh, you really you really don't have to, to look far. And, you know, I, I always uh, make a joke when we're talking about recruiting with our staff is that um, it, it really forces us to be very detailed and um, in our evaluations and making sure we're doing our due diligence at all of the schools in these areas. Because if you don't handle it right, um, mm-hmm. you'll be playing against somebody that was right in your backyard. And, um, you know, we, we had an opportunity this year when we played against a young man from Jacksonville. And every time we looked up, <laughs> you know, he was doing his thing. So um, that was just something that we said, you know, can never happen again. We have to make sure that we put our thumbprint on that South Georgia, um, this Jacksonville area, uh, as far as recruiting is concerned. And then also one of our conference uh, rivals, uh, Savannah State, you know, they're right there on that line as well. So. You know, we have to just make sure that, um, you know, we're being competitive. We're doing our due diligence and uh, in attracting uh, student athletes, retaining them. So, um, you know, we're able to compete at the high level that we're expected to compete at. Right. You you guys, you guys sharing that talent pool with, with those guys over there. Yeah, and as far as the portal goes, Coach, as um... – have you guys been in, um, deep into the portal, getting any players coming in, or have you guys really stayed well, away from it? No, I, my, my my philosophy with the portal, um, you know, and I, and from a lot of different stops and places that I that I've been, uh, you know, the the portal is new, but actually recruiting transfers, you know, that's that's definitely. Um, an entity that's always been there. So I want to start with, with saying that first. Uh, right, I, my recruiting down. philosophy, I recruit, oh, can, can you hear me? Yeah, we can now. Oh, okay. Uh, our recruiting philosophy. Dimes, coach, you kept breaking up. We need people to hear this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we need people to hear this because nobody really said that. Nobody really said that. You know, transfers has been a thing. You know, I was a well, transfer. Oh, it's not new. <laughs> on, on on that team that I was talking about earlier that I played on at Tennessee State um, back in 98, 99, and 2000, we were laced with transfers. Um, you know, Coach uh, mm-hmm. Billy Joe at FAMU back in back in that same era was laced with transfers. So, you know, this is the, my time at Virginia Union one particular year. I think we had 28 transfers. So, again, the, the, the portal is new. But the actual tr- recruiting of transfers is, is something that's that's always been there. So I, I think that you ha- you have to firstly right. understand understand what your recruiting philosophy is, and you can't 
waver what your what your philosophy is based on what someone else is doing. Uh, because once you're gonna find that if you go for the quick fix and you go for the quick fix, that year that you don't get the quick fix, you're gonna get the quick fall. Um, that's first thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next one is if you're quite constantly going for the quick fix and you're not developing anything, um, by the time that you get there, you don't have, you know, an attrition of talent that has developed. So I think it's a it's a fine formula. And whatever that formula looks like for your institution that you're, you're coaching or your program, um, that's your prerogative. So for, for us, we're always going to take high school uh, um, student athletes because uh, we never want to put ourselves in a situation where we're finding ourselves burned because, um, you know, we, we, did, we didn't get this transfer that we thought we were going to get. Um, you did have to ask yourself, what, what are you developing? And then uh, again, it, it, you know, if you if you're if you're laying your hat on just always getting that 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 transfer out of that portal, you you ha- you're gonna eventually come to a point to where when you don't get it, you're gonna hurt yourself. So um, I think then you have to look at where your immediate needs are, um, and you know you may want to take a kid out the portable to fit the portal to uh, fit an immediate need or get experience in a, posi- a position that you may have lost. Um, and if you find yourself always having to take out, take someone out of the portal, it's just my belief, you have to look at how you're recruiting and how you're developing. Uh, the problem is not, you know, may not be, you know, what, 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 what that you're not getting the, the, the student athlete that you thought you might get. The problem might be, you know, how are we developing the talent that we have here that we brought into a freshman that we constantly always have to go out and, and search? Um, then, you know, you have to also look at with the portal, maybe because he's the best player in the portal, is he a good fit for your team? Is he a good fit for your program? When he comes in, is his personality going to mess with your culture? And um, as he learns how to adapt to your culture, is he going to become a distraction? Um, is, is, is he, is he a me guy? So, you know, all of that stuff goes into, to play when you're talking about, you know, messing around as far as bringing tons of guys in and out of the portal. So for, for me, um, I, I, I would answer on, uh, on behalf of Edward Waters University, we're always going to have a well-balanced and we're always going to sign a high school class and we're going to develop those young men. And then, uh, we will use the portal you know, to, to kind of upgrade or enhance us as far as experience, depth, um, as well as, you know, in some instances, I'll just be honest, you know, if there's a clear playmaker out there that, you know, fits our mold, then definitely yes. But um, we're not going to be the team that you mm-hmm. look at our roster, you see 78 um, transfers on. Right. Man, I'm glad you said some of that because I tell guys all the time, it's not just about talent. It goes deeper than that. You know, you got to be a right fit. They're like, well, I'm better than such and such. Yeah, but it's your attitude better. You know, it's, it's your work ethic better. You know, are, are you putting your name out there? Are you carrying yourself well? So, I mean, it's a lot more that goes into it than that. And I like what you're saying about the portal because, it's, you know, it's, it's it's like you you find what fits. You know, is it's, it's this one, we need a running back now. But we got all the other pieces. We got this freshman running back. He ain't ready yet, you know, so we'll get this running back right now and we'll keep grooming this freshman running back, you know, but it's not right. like, you know, coaches are just shopping, you know, same for saying in grades because we've talked to a lot of coaches and a lot of coaches say, hey, we going high school first. 
you know, um, because, you know, the, the power fives and things like that, they might be going more transfer guys, but they already know. They already know those guys that they're going for. Um, right. and we, we talked to Coach Cox uh, from Bluefield last week. Um, we talked to him, and he said, hey, you know, in the portal, you see a name and you see a school, and that's it. You know, you know, um, and, and so you got to be smart about jumping into it. And a lot of kids just, just they dive head first. And when they get, they can't swim, they tread in water once they get in it. Right. You know, so I, I'm glad you said some of that stuff. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, that's 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 the that's the nature of it. And, and you know, I, I would say to the young men that, um, you know, are in a situation, you know, you, I, I can't tell you you know, when to get in the portal or not to get in the portal from another university. But I, I do wish that a lot of these student athletes were a little more educated on the reality of what happens if I don't get picked up out of the portal. Um, because I just think, you know, it's not always about right. playing football. You, you got to get a degree, man. So and you, you can't get a degree stuck in the portal. Nah. Right, you you look like you're about to say something. Nah, but nah, coach is right. You know, those, some of those guys don't think about, you know, what might happen when you do get into a port if you do get picked up or not. And I don't think a lot of the players they make those decisions based off their emotions. You know, based mm -hmm. on oh, I don't like this coach or this happened at university, so I'm getting to the portal and not thinking, dude, you just do away a full ride scholarship, man. To where mm -hmm. somebody else that doesn't know you, you have any film to prove yourself, or you know, every college coaches know each other around the world, so if they find out you have a bad attitude, there's a good chance you're gonna be at Portal University for a while. <laughs> right. You know, so a two year starter. <laughs> I just hope you make the right choice. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, Coach, you know, I, I just recently saw you in a uh, picture with, with my guy, Bobby Roan. That's a good friend of mine. Um, and, and, then, and then right after that, I read an article saying that, you know, FMU is y'all's rivalry, man. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, uh, it, it's, 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 it's really good because um, I think now they're going into the third year, including uh, the, the, the COVID year, pandemic year. Um, that Florida Memorial has uh, brought back uh, football. So uh, two of the oldest HBCUs mm -hmm. in the state of Florida, uh, which is uh, Edward Waters, we are the first. So anything after, of course, is a duplication. I'll just put that out there. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I just heard that too. I just found out that. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, um, two of the oldest um, HBCUs. Well, all them Rattler fans think they were the first. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, two of the um, oldest universities, you know, get together and uh, we do it the first week of the season, um, which which is amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. Turnout that we had last year here in Jacksonville. Um, this year we get a chance to go down to Miami Gardens uh, and open up the season there. So. You know, it just puts that added incentive um, at the end of camp because you know you get a chance to open up with your rival and uh, one of your rivals, your in-state mm -hmm. rival. So, um, you know, it just makes, you know, that that, that camp uh, atmosphere that much more sweeter for you as far as you're going through it. And, um, 
you know, just kind of helps with your focus. But it's a great uh, for the, when you talk about HBCUs, the first word that has to come to your mind is tradition. Um, it's great for the tradition of both universities, the alumni bases, the fan bases, um, both uh, cities, the mm -hmm. city of Miami Gardens, the city of Jacksonville, from an economic standpoint, when uh, both universities uh, get together. So it's just a great, great classic um, type environment. And, uh, you know, we get after it. And, and uh, last year it, it came down uh, to the final um, drive. I mean, you know, you know, we um, we, we had to come back in the final seconds and, and win it after we let them lead the game for 59 minutes and 50 seconds. Then we came back and won it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so with you guys being, you know, division two now, you know, and, and I mean, when you guys went to turn into division two, when you guys moved to that level, that was your first year, was it not? Correct. Correct. So how so, was that? Um, how was that? It was it was well really it was it was it was a very exciting time um, because we had a lot of firsts going on at that particular time. Um, you know, I had been here less than a month at that particular time. We just opened a brand new stadium. So our first game against Florida Memorial was going to be in our brand new stadium um, that had never been played in. The first time a game had been played on campus uh, at Edward Waters University. We had just transitioned from Edward Waters College to Edward Waters University then to division right. two. So it was, it was a great time here as far as transition. You know, we were calling it a season of first. So mm -hmm. um, we, we got a chance to um, get that time going and utilize that momentum uh, to kind of catapult us into division two. And um, we did really well. You know, we, we started out uh, again with the win here and um, against uh, Florida Memorial opened up at home. And then we were able to get a great taste of SIAC Division II football, um, you know, going through through the season. So, uh, you know, it, it showed us where we were and where we needed to be at the level that we needed to stay to compete, um, mm -hmm. not just at a level. Uh, we don't talk about just playing at a level. We want to be at championship level. So we right. got an opportunity to see, um, you know, what championship level football looked like in the a SIAC um, and then from that point on, we knew what we needed to take our cue and do what we needed to do to, um, again, to direct this this team and this program into that direction. Got you. Got you. Yeah, um, and you guys got a new field as well. You got that turf field. Brand new stadium. Brand new stadium. <laughs> um, right there uh, located, beautiful turf, beautiful jumbotron, uh, you couldn't ask for more. So, um, you know, again, and it gives that 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 homely field, you know, where where they don't, you know, in the mm -hmm. previous in the past, they had to get on the bus and go play at um, different stadiums around the, the city of Jacksonville. When you have something that you can call your own, something that you can call your home, something that you can mm -hmm. tangibly defend, um, it just changes the atmosphere just, you know, from that college football game day atmosphere given given the fans um an experience of a family experience that they deserve and then giving the student athletes the guys in our program something that they can be proud of uh and something that uh you know they can hang their hat on um you know they they got an opportunity to see um that this university and this administration 
um, is making a, an investment into uh, their success. So as they got a chance to travel around the country and see different stadiums and see that, you know, right now we, 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 we're sitting at the best of the best. And then uh, we're opening up a brand new wellness and weight room uh, center right yeah. here um, in the, in the next coming months. So again, right. you know, state of the art, everything. So they're seeing that um, the, the administration here in the city of Jacksonville is very, I'm serious about investing into their experience of making sure that they have a great college experience, not just academically, but athletically uh, as well. And, um, you know, it's just something that um, you, you, you have to get excited about. Uh, you have to respect. And um, I do humbly believe that our student athletes appreciate it. Uh, and um, I think they'll get the opportunity to show their appreciation by, um, you know, continuing to get it done in the classroom. And then this year going out, um, and, and being very productive on the field. See, that's the, you know, <clears throat> a lot of guys, you know, there's a lot of guys out there, you know, saying they slept on. Um, and, you know, <laughs> and it's like, who's sleeping on you, though? You know, uh, and because a lot of them, you know, you talk about a school like Everett Waters, and then they're like, uh, but you say you slept on. Do you want to play ball or not? And there's a lot of the great things happening, you know, on that level, you know, it, it, to, to give them the best quality that they can get and they get still getting the education and they can still get money. So, I mean, I don't understand mm -hmm. the slept on part, but you know, you know, but you guys are giving them, you know, the best quality that you can. And, and again, it, 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 it comes from our part. We, we do recognize that we have to do our, our part by making sure that we're not the best kept secret. We have to make sure that we're visible uh, when we're out on the road and, mm -hmm. and we're telling our story uh, to the student athletes, making sure that they understand, you know, we've gotten a couple of teams right. that have come through on college tours and, you know, they, they get off mm -hmm. the bus and then they walk and they see the stadium and they're, they're flabbergasted. They were like, we, we had no right. idea that this, this right. institution, firstly, not only was here, but, it, it looks very good. And then, you know, we were just at another university up the road somewhere and they didn't have all of this. So again, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's about being able to get out and tell the story and, and to a young man that says, you know, he slept on, I, I would say if we're in a conversation, you're not being slept on. And I, you know, that's mm -hmm. when I give my, my spiel that, that oftentimes says, you, you you oftentimes have to love who love you have to love those that right. love you. So right. when we when we <laughs> right. do yeah, when we when we and, and oftentimes, you know, you'll approach a young man in, in December during that recruiting phase and you know, he'll play you a little bit to the left because he's waiting on the power five. Mm -hmm. But lo and behold, at the end mm -hmm. of February and March, he's blowing you up on Twitter. <laughs> Coach, I'm the next dog, my last ride, you know, check me out. <laughs> I'll pay to come up and listen. <laughs> but, right. Um, right. But it's, yeah. it's, it's true. So, you know, I would, I, I would always say to, um, you know, my student athletes, and then this is where, you know, again, that experience of, of being blessed to have sat on the both sides of the table. Uh, you know, we were blessed to have some power five athletes, but, uh, you know, you make sure that when Edward Waters come, Edward Waters University comes in here, you give them the same respect and you listen to what they have to offer you the same way you do. 
uh, these power five schools that come in because you, not only right. do you never know, you know, it, 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 you, 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 you could be missing an opportunity that you're being blessed with just because you were naive to, to listening to it. So, you know, keep your options open and you have to understand that our, our philosophy that I just spoke on about the, rec- the transfer portal is, is what we do. But that's not what everybody else does. And the transfer portal is having a direct effect on high school athletes. So oftentimes when that Division II school comes in, um, and you, you, you might need to really take a strong listen and hear them out and hear what they have to offer um, because at the end of the day, you better love those that love you. And uh, if those power five schools aren't talking to you now, uh, one has to be realistic and say that it's a probability that they're not going to. And it's not a knock on right. you. It's just a lot of a lot of things that come along with these um, with this recruiting that I, I just don't think that not only the young men. I think the young men don't fully understand. Oftentimes, because some of the high school coaches don't fully understand or choose not to understand, and right. the parents don't understand. So, right. <laughs> right. And I was, about to, I was about to say that for you, Cole. I was about to go ahead and say, so any high school coaches that's, that's watching this, stop trying to give these schools, you know, a guy that you didn't even play until the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, you know, my, my, my favorite line, my favorite line, Coach, I got a guy that can play for you, but he didn't play for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He didn't play until the fourth quarter, but he can play for me, though. Like, I'm not trying so, to win a game. Right. <laughs> And, and, you know, and and then often oftentimes, you know, they have to understand that not necessarily is it a turnoff, but you've you've kind of undersold not just that young man, you've undersold your program. So I I, I think that, you know, you do you allow the college coaches to come in and do their job. You do allow them to do their due diligence as far as evaluating all the guys that you have available. Now, any coach that's worth a grain of salt that knows you know, this kid is going to be playing on Sunday. And and, and I, I know you're not going to waste your time recruiting that because you know, you know, that doesn't fit into your lane. But the guys right. that do fit into their your lane, you know, you give those coaches the opportunity to um, actively, fairly recruit it without, you know, the, the tainted conversation or the tainted adjectives that might um, misconstrue a young man's mind as far as the level and the caliber of football he may be getting into before he even steps stepped foot on campus. Right. Right. And, and, you know, my theory is, you know, if, you know, guys always say, well, I'll be the best there. Okay. Well, if more guys who say they the best go there, then now you got all the best playing against each other. So, you know what I mean? So, so stop saying you, you will be the best or they, right. they suck. And, but what are you doing? What can you bring to the table? That means you'll be the best, right? So go, right. go and be the best. You know, and right. the, the scouts, right. they're going to start watching. Exactly. <laughs> they're going to start watching. Yep. <laughs> so, Coach, what, um, when you were a position coach, what position did you coach? I, I've, I've spent time coaching wide receivers and most recently uh, quarterbacks. Okay, so so tell me, wh- who's a guy, who's a guy off the top of your head that you know might be going to the NFL or in the NFL that you'd be like, man, I would have loved to coach that guy right there. That's the type of guy, guy I want to coach. At those two positions, or any any position, it, it, either way, any any position, coach, any position. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'm going to go. Can I take two? Yeah, yeah. I'm always going to take Corliss Wakeman. Uh, the part Corliss of, Wakeman? <laughs> okay. Oh, listen. 52-yard <laughs> average, flipping the field. My defense don't have to work that hard all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so always, always been having, having, having that um that fourth down specialist on offense to make good out of maybe not so good of a situation or series uh, that can help bail you out a little bit. It's good, but um again, I would say Devonte Adams, man. Um, mm. He's, yeah. he's 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 fun to watch. Yeah. Um, he's he, the the thing about him is he's productive year in and year out. Right. And if you yeah. watch the skill set of his game, you don't see all the unnecessary YouTube footwork stuff. You see a <laughs> clean cut, polished releases that right. are no wasted motion. Um, this is right. how I use my frame. I'm not the fastest uh, guy in the NFL, but look at my body positioning. Look how I transition in and out of these routes. When it's in my vicinity, watch me put mm -hmm. these paws on it and I bring it in all the time. Watch me make him miss and, and score. He's just, he's just a young, he's just a, a, a dog that gets it done um, right. week in and week out and at the highest level. Yeah. See, I like to ask that question, Cole, because that right there tells kids what they need to know about, mm -hmm. you know, the type of players you're looking for, you know, right. <laughs> you know, what they need to be doing. You know, I mean, that's pretty much was my next question. You know, what gets kids on you guys' radar so that, you know, they can come in and compete for a spot with you guys and help win the championship? I, I would say, um, as I always do, um, to be recruited, you got to be recruitable, firstly. Mm -hmm. um, you get seven seconds to make a first impression. And that first impression, uh, first impression, can come in a way and, and a lot of different forms. It can come in the form of your transcript. If we come in and we're able to meet your transcript before we meet you, um, we've already gotten a first impression of what we think of you as a student, based on what your transcript says that you are as a student. Um, character. Yeah. It can come in the form of when we're speaking with your coach about what type of young man that you are, um, and he's honest, and, and he, he, he gives us a, a, a great analysis with some type of um, instances or circumstances that you might be dealing with and how you're currently dealing with them. Again, that's a first impression uh, on your character that we may have had before we um, even got a chance to say hello. Uh, your social media. When you tweet and you 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 tell me that you're the best thing in, in the state of Florida and then we go into your social media, um, what are we gonna see? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how 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 are you conducting yourself? Um, what are you what are you allowing the world to see as far as you giving yourself to social media? Um, is it appropriate? Is it inappropriate? Would it be a distraction? Um, are, are, we can find out really if you are a team player or if you are a meat guy. But again, that's a first impression that you allowed us to have. And then, uh, importantly, your highlight film. Uh, your highlight film, the first five plays have to pop. They have to be your best five plays that you have. And, uh, you know, some young man may say, well, that's not fair. You don't watch the whole film. But if you come into your house, and you turn on the television and you cut it on ESPN 
and you're sitting there watching for the first minute and you don't like what you see, you turn the channel. So you have to understand that you have to make sure that those first five plays um, have to be have to be uh, plays that 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 summarize you as a football player, your explosiveness, your ability to show body control, uh, your knowledge of the game. And I think oftentimes what's ha what has happened with these highlight films is that the young men are so so caught up into, uh, you know, my senior year film, my junior year film. You've had some plays your junior year that were a lot better than some of the plays that this guy might have made as a senior, but because you made them as a junior, they're not on your highlight film. So I think you, you have to consider uh, your entire body of work when you're putting together that highlight film and show, at, at worst, it shows that you've been doing it at a high level of your entire high school career. So again, mm -hmm. those are added things that, you know, they're, 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 those are boxes that can be checked that there is no answer that you can see by just watching the film. So yeah, they're just right. things that as you peel the onion back that you get to. So those are things that I think make you um, recruitable. Now, uh, again, you have to, um, you know, get out and, and, and I would always say recruit the school that you have an interest in. If they have a camp, find out when that camp is and, and try to make sure um, that you get there. Um, you know, lose the, 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 the perception of whatever may come with it. You just have to go to that camp with a positive mindset that if this is what I want, this is where I want to be, today is going to be my day. Um, when it's time to get reps at the camp, you can't get evaluated if you don't get reps. So you can't be sitting back, be passive. Um, you got to be the guy that wants to, wants to, wants to be seen. So, uh, those would be advice that I, that I would, um, definitely offer a young man that was, um, looking to be recruited and um, recruited by Edward Waters University. Uh, because, you know, the first first thing is, is a question that I'm going to ask you, I'm always going to ask your coach, uh, is two questions back to back. Do you love football and do you love school? Right. Hmm. Right. And they, they don't understand why you ask those questions, coach. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand the grind that they're going to have to go through when they get there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't love it. You you gonna you question you, you, you can't you can't just like it. You gotta love it. <laughs> you, go, you go question you go question some days like man. Yep. I don't even know. <laughs> hey, it, I know it, it's plenty of days in the locker room talking about man. Why am I doing this? Is this even what working? am I doing? Here? Why why am I up at six thirty again? <laughs> and then earlier today, I was just talking to Chris earlier about how you know I remember the time when I played in the summertime, coach. There was no such things as just three days a week workouts. It was Monday to Friday. During the summer, there was no breaks. There was no rules how long you need to be stay out there. And I mean, I mean, it was to the point where I'm like, man, really? I'm not coming back tomorrow, and I'll be the first one there the next day. <laughs> they, they, they didn't understand back in August. August the 1st through Labor Day weekend, it was two a days. You didn't know what day of the week oh. it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Checking that alarm clock every two minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Making sure you didn't oversleep. <laughs> yeah. And it's a great opportunity, especially with your school coach. I definitely did not know Ed Wars was the first HBCU in Florida. And, you know, just by the things y'all doing, man, I, I enjoy listening to the things that you guys um accomplishing over there. And look, 
there's a whole lot more opportunities in Florida than the time I was there, man. It was either Florida, Florida State, or Miami. That was it. You know, there was no Absolutely. other school I didn't think. I didn't even know about any other school. The only other school outside of that was FAMU. And I didn't even know right. about the football team then. So, man, so right. it's a good thing that what you're doing out there, down there, Coach. Appreciate it. And then, like I said, you know, we are the only HBCU Division II team in the state of Florida. So, you know, right now we're, we're in a lane by ourselves. So we, we've got to own that lane and, 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 and set the bar to a standard right. that, um, you know, is, 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 is upholding and uplifting to, to the opportunity that we've been blessed with. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, um, so I asked you this earlier, but you kind of broke up. Are you guys going to be at any other camps? I know you guys already did the HBCU camp um, here in Orlando earlier this month. Well, yeah, last month. Are you guys going to be at any other camps? Yes, we're, we're actually going to be at the um, camp in Atlanta, the HBCU mega camp in Atlanta. And then okay. the third week of um, July, uh, we've decided we're gonna we're gonna do a um, a padded team camp here in Jacksonville. Um, so mm. that'll be again an opportunity as you know the guys get ready to go into uh, their perspective, um, you know, teams camps to be able to bring the team and get some get some work out of camp. Again, give us a final opportunity to evaluate some guys, look at some guys, get some guys on the radar, and see them, you know, in a more team padded atmosphere yeah yeah i like those camps those are those are some good camps uh especially for high school coaches because they get to see what they got and what they right. they're you know what they're gonna look like but then also you know guys show out you know you might find a diamond that you didn't see before and they exactly. might get opportunity yes yeah, so right. I, I i like those camps um because it's not it's not it's not touch football <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, like they do not I mean, this I love. Listen, I like seven oh seven, but you know when we played seven oh seven, it was in the street with cars on both sides, and <laughs> and, and it was supposed and to be two hand touch, but it ain't always end up that way. Right, <laughs> touching the street, tackling the grass. <laughs> exactly. So, so I mean, it's a little different. Uh, so before we get out of here, Cole, I gotta ask a question. Everybody, everybody always think hard about this question. Yeah, I, I always send this question beforehand. Um, and it, it tells a lot. It tells people a lot about you. <laughs> and that question is, if you were a fruit, <laughs> which fruit would you be, Coach? If I were a fruit, what fruit would I be? <laughs> <laughs> this is an important one. <laughs> I'd be a mango. A mango, that's a new one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why a mango? Because you gotta reach high to get me. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Hey, mangoes are hard to cut, man. Me and my wife try to cut those. Hey, we always struggle. We, we ain't buying no more mangoes unless it's cut already. <laughs> hey, next week we're gonna have a show. We're gonna get show I'm gonna give you some examples of how to cut mango, coach. We're gonna have to <laughs> Uh, hey, we struggle. They all they mush in your hands, and you try to cut it, and the baby be wanting it. We're like, man, we are gonna get something else. We, here's a banana. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get out of here, coach, what what advice you got for these guys before we get out of here, man? Just just give them a little bit of knowledge, some wisdom. Um, firstly, stay humble and um, be true to yourself. 
Uh, if you have the desire to play football at the next level, um, you firstly have to take care of business where you are at that particular walk in life. If it's in high school, be the best. Um, as far as going to class, when you're going to class, making sure that you're getting the work done, taking care of your business. So when it's time for you to go to the next level, you've gotten all of your business in order and now you can actually transition. And now you're not teaching yourself how to do it the right way. You're rehoning the skills that you've already learned. So when you get there, getting to college is one thing. But I think the, the part that oftentimes gets missed is how do you stay there? Uh, and that's a, 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 a very special set of skills that, um, you know, it takes there, man. First thing I will always say, man, is understand. Um, and when we're talking um, is, is, is that um, you, you, you got to graduate. OK, they don't build schools for football. Football is for reading, writing and research. Um, you have to make sure that you're always constantly developing um, athletically, academically and socially. And the last part is don't be afraid to talk about winning. The only time people are afraid to talk about winning is when they're afraid to do the work that comes along with it. So don't be afraid to roll your sleeves up, get down, get grimy, get down and dirty uh, to get the work done, to get to uh, the winning and not just winning on the football field, winning in life. Uh, and I think if you just take those three entities that you can transition those to any walk of life and be successful. Man, yeah, that's good stuff. And one more, one more question, Coach. If you could let everybody know, um, if they're trying, if they are interested in your school, and how do they get in touch with you or anybody else that you know they need to get in touch with, contact with, if they have any type of interest of joining your school? You can go directly to our athletic website, uh, which is EWC EWU Athletics, Broke and up. on the website will be all of our contact informations. Uh, we are very true and diligent as far as returning emails as quickly as possible. Um, just ensure that your email has your return, a correct email address and the contact information. So uh, when we do uh, try to get back in contact with you, we're able to do that in a successful, timely manner. Um, we're always welcome. We're open uh, to any any time that you want to come through, take a tour. Um, we're open to that. So, again... Appreciate we'll, it, man. Go to, go to our uh, Twitter page. We'll post those things on on our Twitter page on how to contact Coach and get with his uh, recruiting coordinator, man. But that's that's it for tonight. We appreciate y'all for joining in and listening to us tonight. Hope you learned something from Coach Morgan at Edward Waters University.